find your spot, put it in park. Here we go. What is up, everybody? Deaver here alongside my co-host, Bush. Sup, players? Sup, players? We also have in-studio producer, Jim. What's going on, everyone? Good to see your smiling faces, everybody. And I can't <laughs> believe... Nobody's really smiling. <laughs> uh, I'm smiling at here. And I can't believe we have Nate Fowler in studio as well. Not just the fact that he's here, but he's wearing a Flyers Andre Mazaros jersey. Andre Mazaros, baby. Jersey. Andre Mazaros. Oh, oh, defenseman? defenseman. Uh, if I'm being... If I'm being quite frank, this is a hand-me-down from my older brother, um, <laughs> and the Giroux one is in the wash, so <laughs> you're just gonna have to give me a break on that one. <laughs> that's not even like that's not even like second tier. That's not like oh my Giroux one's in the wash. Here's my Couturier. <sighs> like that's it, like... it might as well be a Jim. What was that signed puck you got? It was a oh oh Jody Shelley. It Jody. might as well be a Jody Shelley. <laughs> Santa Santa Claus gift pack or whatever the Flyers gave. The Flyers Santa sack. Yeah, Santa you got sack. that when you were like, what, 15 yeah. years old? And oh, you were so puck. excited. It comes with a signed puck, couple of tickets, free hot dogs at the game, and you open it up, and it's Jody, Jody Shelley. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's probably better than an Andre Mazzaro's puck, for sure. Yeah, I mean, still sit in my room collecting dust, but... Nate's wearing a shirt, so I guess he's the real winner here. Well, folks, we've had a packed week here uh, for the free parking crew. Man, ton of golf this week. Ton of golf. Yeah, I played five times this week. I, I'm, I don't even know what that percentage is, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, take Friday off, take Saturday off, because we were doing other stuff, and then Sunday, back at it hard. You're a freaking addict, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, but if there's one addiction I want to have, it's to play golf as much as possible. Hey, I played uh, two, uh, three times this week, I played, and uh, two out of the three times, I hit a car and or house. So that's, that's pretty good numbers. I'm pretty, I mean, sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure the one today was a grill. Pretty sure you drilled the grill and then it knocked. <laughs> it you, was loud. You, you didn't even finish the hole, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't. I was so pissed off beside myself because I wanted to stop at nine anyway. We decided to play a couple more after nine. And, of course, the last hole, the last hole is, where, is when I dinged a, a grill, apparently. And, actually, earlier this week, I hit a food truck. So A food truck? A food truck. The top yeah, truck. yeah. he hit a food truck, and it would have landed in the, in the house's living room had it not hit a tree <laughs> prior. It, this guy can't go without hitting – something that's not part of the golf course without in any round he plays. Wait, here's here's my next question. What kind of courses are you playing that there's a food truck? Because it sounds like a course I want to play at. <laughs> it what was course? Parked, it, uh, Ocean Acres. It was parked on the uh, on the road next to a par three, and I just totally pulled it, clipped this tree. Like Bush said, luckily it clipped the tree, uh, hit the road, bounced like a mile again in the air, and then doinked the top of the food truck. So again, I guess I have something against uh, food preparing instruments. Maybe that that's true. If uh, if you're ever worried about your drive hanging a car, there's nothing scarier than hole nine at Indian Acres. Oh my God. On the left-hand side, there's the road, which cars yes. go in both ways. Do you know, yes. you probably drive by the hole so many times. Yep. That hole, 
always gets me scared because my drive always naturally goes left. I've yeah. never hit a car, but I've had a few close calls. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of those like terrifying roads, like videos of terrifying roads in India or something where like they're just extremely from- skinny. Yeah, where like the mm-hmm. buses are driving with like thirty people on the top of it, and they're and they're coming around a cliff about to fall off. We should start like a a thread. We should start a thread of um of, of scary golf holes. I think of uh, what's that one in Blue Heron? Uh, seven, seven. Bush, what, are you, Bush what are you doing? I'm trying to find the straw to get no, in my mouth were, for the soda. You were doing that for thirty seconds. <laughs> nah. No, that that wasn't oh. true. That's not true. We're clipping it and put it on the Instagram because that was incredible. Yeah, it's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was weird. So besides having a great week of golf, we also had a great week with uh, no-brainer wagers, didn't we, Bush? Oh my God! So all right, so let's let's be real here. Let's let's call let's calls it how we seize it. We had five days of a winning streak. It was amazing, and then two days. Vegas decided they wanted to throw everybody off and make all the underdogs win, which I genuinely believe. <laughs> and then, and then today, I'm like a little hesitant, like, oh man, like, uh, like, uh, you know, trust it. You trust. You gotta the trust it. You gotta you trust tr- it. You trust the process. You trust the brain. Ten and one. We finished today. Ten and one. It was unbelievable. Handed my uh, my roommate, who is a loyal no brainer wagers client, won six hundred dollars today off the no brainer wagers picks. Dude, no way. Yeah. $600. These guys have been killing it. Bush, for people who don't know uh, much about no-brainer wagers, why don't you uh, give us a little rundown of what uh, what they do and how they've been making us some money recently. Yeah, so no-brainer wagers is a group of four guys with backgrounds in data analytics, finance, and computer science, and it's their full-time job yielding profits of over six figures every single year. Basically, all you have to do is head over to their Instagram, send them a direct message, and they'll give you a free parking discount. What that entails is you can either buy a daily package, a weekly package, or monthly, and even yearly. So you can go as specific as you'd like, and if you use the free parking discount, you'll just ultimately make a ton of money off of these no-brainer wagers picks. Highly recommend it. It's a great way for us to make some money over here at free parking, building that bankroll. You love to see it, Deves. You love to see it. Yeah, man, I think we're about to buy a lifetime supply of um, no-brainer wagers picks after uh, the half a year we've been having with the guys. I know it's it's seriously it's unbelievable. I think uh, they they just posted their you know uh, monthly records and they haven't had a losing month in like the past since January or you know even before that they haven't had a losing month. It's unbelievable. No, no, you ride the wave, you ride the brainer wagers, and uh, no, we've been pumped about it and obviously pumped about the outcome this week and many weeks to come. So uh, shout out to those guys. All right, everybody. So here we are for the big sports topics of the week. Dave's NBA free agency is unreal, dude. Unreal. Yeah, man. Huge week here in the offseason for the NBA and NHL. Um, Sunday, June 30th, uh, 6 p.m. Woj started going off on Twitter, sending bombs left and right. Um, I don't know where we start, man. I don't know where to start. Uh, do we start home gro- homegrown or do we start big names? I think we should go big name first. Yeah, let's start right off with KD, brother. Yeah, so the big news coming out of tonight, Kevin Durant signing a four-year, $164 million deal to go to a team in New York, not name the Knicks. Yeah, it's where you want to always wanted to end up. Him and Kyrie Irving have been talking about it for a while. A lot of people thought it was going to be the New York Knicks, but... You know, the city's done being dominated by the Knicks. I think Brooklyn takes over, and I think they take over for quite a long time. 
pretty ridiculous storylines coming out of this as uh, Nick's owner, James Dolan, said that he wasn't sure Kevin Durant would be able to bounce back from his Achilles injury and would rather target stars like Julius Randle, which they just signed tonight as well. Uh, yeah, we got the news that broke, uh, I guess, earlier this weekend of Kyrie Irving signing with the, the Nets. Um, and obviously tonight, uh, Kevin Durant going to the Nets. Dude, I didn't, I didn't see this coming at all. Um, total power switch in the NBA, in my opinion. Um, and now the Sixers have another team to deal with in the East. Yeah, and you know, I said it. I think maybe last pod or two pods ago that Kevin Durant was never going to win an NBA championship, and now I couldn't agree more with myself that he will never win an NBA championship. Ooh. The Brooklyn Nets are not a team that wins the NBA championship. They're not that team. And even though they have two players that are there, the Eastern Conference ultimately will just knock them out. I The ruptured Achilles, I still genuinely believe, will hold Durant back for the rest of his time in the professional or in the uh, National Basketball Association. I don't know, man. I'm scared. Uh, I'm not terrified as a Sixers fan. It's more of just like, oh, my God, another team we have to deal with. But with the power shift, like I said, in the East, you know, all I'm waiting for really is Kawhi to leave Toronto, and we'll be fine. And we'll be fine. As 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 the Sixers, I'm saying, you know, they'll be fine because Boston lost Kyrie, lost Horford. We'll talk about that in a sec. Um, and really, the only other team I'm like worried about in the East, I guess, is the Bucks, obviously, and and now the the new look Nets. Yeah, I you know I I, so, I told you this on the course earlier, Deeves. I, I wonder if uh, you know Jay Z has any kind of influence on Durant or if Durant really just wanted to go to New York that bad. Cause you know, I, I feel like if you're going to go to New York, you want to go to the Knicks. You don't really want to go to Brooklyn. I wonder, I wonder what the tie was there. Well, it sounded like, I mean, they didn't want to offer him all that term and all that money. That's what it really likes, you know, what it came down to. And also I think he wanted to sign with another star. So at this point with obviously Zion going to the Pelicans in the draft, um, and the Knicks really falling up short and presumably falling up short for the rest of free agency. I think you wanted to team up with somebody and here we have it in, uh, in Brooklyn. True. And, you know, I'm going to switch notes and, uh, go to the next team here real quick. But one team that's really cruising under the radar for me is the new Orleans Pelicans. They are an Eastern conference team, correct? Correct. So think about this. They, they now have Lonzo ball who say what you want is a, above average player he's pretty good and now they have zion too and a couple other decent names on that squad i think uh you know the eastern conference is is going to continue to win the nba championship for at least the next two years i don't see it coming out of the western but but you do also have to look over at the lakers with anthony davis and lebron that's that's terrifying dude i think i think to go back to the pelicans i think they're young uh they're gonna be exciting to watch i think they're young and they lack they lack experience um it'll be you know awesome to watch i think they'll be a very very exciting team but to put it together in the playoffs when you're coming up against um you know not to be a homebody here but the sixers the bucks like we talked about and now the nets I don't think they have the the pieces or like i said the experience to put it all together um but yeah no they're gonna make some noise here in the east um and uh i don't know you know who you know who completely fell off the map here is the boston celtics yes Um, yeah which i couldn't be more thrilled about as a sixers fan man this boston celtics are now going to be borderline laughing stock um you know i'm pretty sure gordon hayward's going to be leaving as well 
So, you know, now they're just that group of people, of young bucks that Kyrie Irving was complaining about for his last year and a half that he was there. And I think they're in trouble for years to come. Before we keep going on these NBA free agency uh, signings, dude, the one thing I cannot gather, and like I've said on previous podcasts, I'm not the biggest basketball guy, but I don't get this whole max contract thing. I don't get the money thing. I don't get these. I don't understand it compared to other sports. Like, the, what's the max deal? Is it five years, 190 million? Is that what the max deal, or at least what it seems, right? Like nobody gets more than five years, 190 million. What I don't get is that if the teams have like salary cap available and they have the money to pay these guys, does it all just come come down to the preference of the player? Like, yes, I don't yes. see any parity in these deals where like you see parity in the NHL where like, oh, a second line center, he's worth X or, or uh, a fourth, you know, a, a first line defenseman is worth X. Like, I don't see that here. It's almost just like we need this guy. This guy wants to get paid. Let's pay him. And that's where I'm, I transfer over to the Tobias Harris deal. I'm excited about it, but it's a lot of term and a lot of money. I mean, if they got him for for four at 180, four year or sorry, five years, 180 million, why couldn't they sign anybody? Insert name here. Like that just leads me to believe that it, it's all just a, a popularity contest of like what team guys want to go to. I just it doesn't make much sense to me where the, where's the competition other than like hey we have nice weather or hey we have like good restaurants or hey we have a good like team culture. I don't. I, I don't see where it's like an actual bidding war for a player. It's almost just like a, like I said, a talent show, a popularity contest to get them to come to your city. It's total player preference. I mean, you, look at it, man. Like the reason that Kawhi, that the Sixers aren't going to sign Kawhi, the reason that the Sixers didn't sign Kevin Durant or Kyrie is because they wanted to go to that certain city. The reason that the Heat signed Jimmy Butler is because Jimmy Butler wanted to go down to Miami and have a team formed around him. It's all about what the players want in the NBA, and the teams just abide by it. And it, you know, it, it's kind of cool. I would love to be a player in the NBA and be filthy and be like, I want to go to LA. And LA is like, okay, we could use you. We'll max you out for 190 million for four, five years, and and that's a done deal. Like it's just the NBA is cr- kind of crazy, man. The, the teams just abide by whatever the players want. Yeah, it's just interesting to me, and like I said, not, as a as a not huge basketball guy, like it, it just, I'm, it's starting to make sense, but it, it really doesn't. Like I said, like I just don't understand why the the Sixers, <laughs> what was holding them back from being a team Kevin Durant wanted to go to. I, I don't, I don't know. Like that might might sound very idiotic to like the NBA hardcore fan or insider, but like. I just see dollars and cents, and if the Sixers were able to pay Al Horford or um, or Tobias Harris this money that they just brought in, like why why couldn't they sign Kevin Durant? I, I don't it, Like I said, it's all player preference, and let, let's be completely honest with each other right now. What is better about Philadelphia than New York City other than the traffic? And even at that, it's still pretty brutal. I mean, Philadelphia realistically – is a city that's not very attractive for a player that to want to come to, especially if you are a free agent, you can get maxed out in a city like New York, a city like LA, a city like Houston. I mean, Philly, let's be real. Philly is an old city and it's going to, you know, other than the historic sports and the history and the history of the town, it's really not that attractive for a big time player to want to go to. Yeah, I guess like we all love it because we grew up here. It is our city, but I don't know. I think like looking at the team itself with you know the the, the core we have, like to go and start fresh with a, a Nets team that like 
didn't have, you know, they're, they're getting rid of their star player to bring in Kevin Durant. They're adding Kyrie. Or I, I don't know. I guess they want to paint their own canvas, per se. Um, but I don't see what's unattractive about a young core um, here with the Sixers. So it might be a super easy answer. Feel free to shoot us a tweet if, if I am totally lost on this. But, I mean, other than, like, a, a system fit, which, like, I think Kevin Durant could pretty much fit in any system. We kind of saw that in, in uh, Golden State. I, I, I don't know. I guess it's a big it's a big personality and popularity contest. But uh, we'll move on. We'll move on. We'll go to uh, let's let's talk about what the Sixers did. Did a ton tonight. Yeah, the Sixers made a bunch of moves tonight. Um, ultimately, I am not that thrilled about it. So I guess I, I don't know how it happened uh, in like time order, but uh, Tobias Harris comes back on a five year contract, 180 million. Um, that I think I reported first, and then we had this whole Jimmy Butler sign and trade, which we heard rumors about last week. The Jimmy Butler sign and trade to the Miami Heat. Uh, the Miami Heat were willing to sign uh, Butler, but they didn't have the cap space, so they sent over Josh Richardson to the Sixers um, in turn for Butler, who I think I think signed for like four years, 145 mil or some, yeah. something around there. So the Jimmy Butler project, uh, very very short short lived here in Philadelphia. I don't think. I mean, I don't. I, I'm not going to call him a, a snake, or I don't like. I don't know. The guy just didn't fit. Didn't want to be here. Like he wasn't going to sign back with us anyway. So I'm happy that the Sixers were able to get something for Jimmy Butler in return. I guess you can call him a fraud because it really did seem like he loved the city and he loved this young core. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I feel like the guy's just a, uh, um, you know, he wants to be in the in the in the spotlight. In the stars, and I think you know, with with two guys in front of them that the the city loves a little bit more. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. No, that's that's exactly right. What you just said. It, he's not going to be the face of the franchise if he's with the Sixers with Embiid there. Embiid is the face of that franchise. People will say it's Simmons, but Embiid is the color guy. Huh. He's he's the guy that everybody talks about. And for um, for Jimmy Butler to stay there, he doesn't get what Jimmy wants. And like I mentioned earlier, the NBA is all about what the player wants. And uh, and Jimmy wants to go down and, and solidify himself as one of the greats down in Miami. I don't think he's going to do it. Yeah, I really don't. like. It sounded like Jimmy Butler wanted to win, and I don't think he'll do it in Miami. I mean, we just ran through the East, and they didn't hit a blip on the radar. Um, so what the Sixers did, other than Jimmy Butler leaving, Tobias Harris getting signed, uh, Josh Richardson coming over in that trade. Al Horford, Al Horford comes in with a four-year deal. I think right around 100 million um, total total value for that contract for him. And uh, my first take on this was, uh, well, I don't think that's if you can't beat him, join him. No, uh, keep your friends close, your enemies closer. Yeah, that one works. Keep your friends close, enemy closer. Because for the longest time, Al Horford was Joel Embiid's kryptonite, and now that he's going to be on the floor with him, I mean. You can't you can't shut him down. Yeah, so I saw a tweet by Shawnee Hill, uh, the former public announcer for the Philadelphia Flyers. He said that you know today felt like trading in your old sports car for a minivan, where it's a lot like trading in something that you know you're going to get a lot of use out of, but you don't really think it's that pretty. So I mean, I I agree with what Shawnee said. I mean, I think that it's you know. Getting Horford is like getting the minivan, and trading away the sports car was like getting rid of Jimmy. I think ultimately we're going to get a good amount out of uh, Horford. He's going to mesh well with Embiid on the floor. Um, and, I don't know, man. I, I 
ultimately, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I think that uh, I think that the Sixers are going to be okay. Their depth, though, they just struggle with the depth. What I saw from tonight, which made a ton of sense and made me feel a lot better about these these acquisitions, was that Horford is going to play in the four spot um, with Embiid on the floor, and we know Embiid won't play all 82 games, and we know he won't play you know every minute of each game. So then Horford will switch from the power forward position to the center position. I mean, that's what we needed. We needed that backup center, um, but we also needed you know another big man on the floor. The Sixers were going to come in. I don't know if you saw. Uh, I saw a tweet of their height. Uh, of their starting five, the shortest guy I think is Richardson at six six. Everybody else is going to be six nine or above on their starting five. Um, so if we get out rebounded in any game, I mean that's blasphemy with Al Horford, Ben Simmons, and uh, Joel Embiid cla- crashing the glass. Yeah, well, if you watch the NBA playoffs last, or you know the most recent NBA playoffs that we just had, yo, my door just opened by itself. That was <laughs> that was fucking horrifying. That's the ghost, Jimmy Butler. Well, that you know, it's horrifying because you told your Amazon Alexa to turn on a red light. Get get the, get the room yeah. bright back there. Alexa, Darth turn Vader's. the main light. Turn the main light to daylight. It's like you're in Darth Vader's lair back there. There, oh, you go. there we go. Whoa, man, that was sketchy. I All need right. to get myself some of those lights. Yeah, oh my they're, god, they're pretty nice. They're 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 pretty nice. All right, where were we? Sorry about that. Uh, we ran through the Sixers. I mean. Like you, I think Shawnee put it perfectly. It's not, you know, it's not the sports car, but it's practical. And uh, they got a great five, man. They got a great starting five. And I'm, you know, even with KD coming to the division, uh, I'm not terrified. I'm not. I'll be terrified if Kawhi comes back to the Raptors, and we got to deal with both of those teams, including the Bucks. Um, but where it stands currently, and obviously KD probably missing all of next season, I'm okay with it. The only thing that scares me, and obviously in free agency in any sport. Uh, too much term on the contracts and overpaying players. I already talked about the kind of payment in the NBA, and I don't really get it. But the term on Horford's contracts four years. I mean, the dude's what thirty three now. He's gonna be thirty seven, I think. When is mm-hmm. I think is that the right age? Yeah, he's gonna be thirty seven when his contract's up. So a little nerve wracking there. And then Tobias, obviously five years with a ton of money. So hopefully it leaves us flexible in the future to you know if it's not working out to to make some moves. But um, what else? What else went on in the uh, in the NBA tonight? Yeah, Deves, you know, one thing that we have refused to address in the last couple podcasts was Anthony Davis to the Lakers. I mentioned it earlier, but that's right. That's what's right. going on with the Lakers that. right now? Yeah, so the Lakers, they, they traded for Anthony Davis. They sent pretty much their entire team over. I'm pretty sure at one point it was on the roster. It's LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Kyle Kuzma. And that's it as of now. I can't find any other like depth chart roster stats tweet anywhere where they have more players on the roster that I don't I don't know about. They sent the whole entire team over for Anthony Davis, including a couple picks. Um, I I think they're one star away from being disgusting. They have currently, I'm pretty sure on uh, sports books, they have the the best odds to win the NBA Finals next year. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be a great fit together, man. I really think LeBron and AD are are going to work well together. Um, and I think LBJ is going to get back in the playoffs. Hot I take, think, but you had on uh, you made a tweet about it. I th- actually think you, what you said about uh, was it Nike cutting a deal with? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's actually that's, a very hot take. And yeah, honestly, so LBJ, if I if I was Nike, I'd probably do the same thing. I totally forgot like, about that, Nate. Yeah. So Anthony Davis uh, or LeBron uh, is going to grant Anthony Davis his number twenty three. I mean, LeBron James, pretty much the debatedly best player of all time, is giving his number up. 
for a guy that they just acquired uh, with this trade. So LeBron's handing over 23 to Anthony Davis. And I think LeBron, I, I don't have the stat in front of me, but his jersey sales for the Lakers this year must have been record-breaking. He must have been at the top of the charts as far as jersey sales nationwide this year. And he's handing his number over. So I have a little theory that there may be some kind of, uh, I don't know, monetary reasoning behind this that like nike was like yo lebron throw your number to anthony davis and we're going to give you like 60 percent of what you know what you sell with your new number whether it's six whether it's one whatever he changes it to um i don't know and I, I think even if like nike didn't say that per se i think lebron as a businessman knows that i'm pretty I, the nba guys have to get a cut of what they sell jersey wise right there has to be some kind of thing in the collective yeah, market that they get money so i i mean it was probably just a nice gesture in all to, to Anthony Davis, but there definitely was some cash behind it. And now LeBron is going to sell. He's going to be the number one leading Jersey this year with whatever he chooses. And it's gotta be six, right? Yeah. I was just going to say, boys, uh, let's, let's take guesses here as to what we think his new number is going to be. I think Honestly, it's, yeah, I'm pretty sure it already came out. Pretty he sure. said he tweeted something with six. So, yeah, I think it's sick. You know what would be funny? I saw a tweet. Obviously, we weren't even born yet, or we were, like, babbling, throwing up on our shirts was. Um, well, actually, we still babble and throw up on our shirts some nights. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan Michael Jordan wore 45, I think, when he came back to the Bulls after his stint in baseball. Was that? Yeah. I don't know when the, what the timing was, but there was a picture of Jordan with 45. They're like, that'd be hilarious if, if Braun picked 45. Because obviously he's twenty three alongside Jordan. Oh man, that would be, dude. Nah, that I would think, be. I think he's gonna pick six. Yeah, I think he's six too. But I would love to see him go forty five, man. To just keep continuing to, to just beat Michael Jordan's records. You know this and that. I, I, you know, it's a quick side note. He's he's better than Jordan. He is. It's a totally different game nowadays, and he's better. Anyway, next. Let's topic. save that. Yeah, let's save that discussion for a, a slower podcast. Yeah. You're gonna have some backlash for that comment. Yeah, yeah. Do do your worst, fans. At Justin Williams. At Justin Williams. Message me. Say whatever you want. He's filthy. He's way better than Michael Jordan. Um. Anyway, and me wearing (laughs) me on that topic of the monetary gain from uh, jersey sales. I'm making Andre Mazzaro some money right now. (laughs) (laughs) Where is he now? Where is he now? This is this is. This is the most his name has ever been mentioned in one sitting ever. <laughs> he definitely went back to play in Europe. I mean, I'm, I'm sure like 10% of our listeners know who Andre Mazzaro's even is. It's probably less than that, even know who this guy is. But Google him. Um, this just all right. in Philadelphia Flyers acquire Andre Mazzaro's for a one-year $500,000 deal. And I, my, this shirt's right back in action. Yeah. yeah. You're out of your mind. Um. All right, nothing. I mean, Kemba Walker to the Celtics, JJ Redick. We knew he was kind of gone. He goes to the Pelicans. That's actually some experience. I was talking about the Pelicans. That's some experience that they'll gain with Redick, which I think he did a great job with here in Philadelphia, being that older guy in, in, on the team. Uh, he's shoot. Paid, uh, like thirteen million a year, which definitely was out of the Sixers' price range. Um, what else do we got? Chris Middleton's back with the Bucks. Derek Rose on his way to the Pistons. And DeAndre Jordan will round out the quote-unquote super team uh, in Brooklyn, uh, signing with the Nets. So, uh, oh my God, he is DeAndre yeah. Jordan's. Yeah. Oh my God, they're gross. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can't like. I'm not 
shaking in my boots to DeAndre Jordan, but again, another player that the Nets now have. I mean, do they have depth still? I guess they do, right? They had depth when they played the Sixers this year. Um, yeah. And throughout all of this, uh, Kawhi Leonard is not making his decision tonight. Um, we talked a little bit about LeBron, Anthony Davis, the whole Kawhi decision, um, you know, Lakers, Clippers, what have you. I was leaning heavy Clippers, but I think, honestly, it's a perfect fit in L.A. They cleared out all that room. Anthony Davis, I think, declined like a $4 million option on his contract to free up some more space for the Lakers. I think it's a perfect fit. I think we talked about it a little bit on a previous podcast. LeBron's the one. He's the face of the franchise, the guy to answer the questions in the in the press conferences, the media center. And Kawhi Leonard just comes in and does his thing and balls out and is the two and is an absolute robot and doesn't need to speak to anybody post game because LeBron is going to be the face of the city. But Kawhi Leonard will, you know, will will carry that team. I think there's a really good chance. I was heavy Clippers. I think there's a really good chance he goes to the Lakers. What is your over under on Sixers wins this year? And and what's your final uh, take on that? Uh, 55? Is that low? No, that's a good number. I, I would say, I think last year's was 53 or 52 or something. 55? So, yeah, and I, I'm going to I'm gonna play the over. I'm going to yeah, play the over. I'm taking the over as well. I, I think they have a good enough team to get over 50 wins. They don't have a good enough team to win the NBA Finals, in my opinion, right now, though. But definitely, a, they're still going to have a great season this year. All right, moving on from NBA free agency, we'll hear a lot more about it throughout the week. Um, and we'll hit you up on next podcast uh, tomorrow, though. Or actually, sorry, it'll be yesterday when the podcast gets released. But July 1st um, is the start of NHL free agency, where I'm seeing a ton of action uh, with the insiders. There's a ton of people kind of like Woj uh, on the NHL Twitter sphere. Um, sounds like Matt Duchesne's going to the Predators. It sounds like um, Joe Pavelski's going to the Stars. So it's a lot of hearsay right now. Um, but we'll keep you guys posted on social, and uh, we'll talk about this probably next podcast because I don't want to talk about rumors before all these guys get signed. So we got one more day. It'd be crazy, dude, if, if the NHL and NBA free agency started the same night. How about that? I wish that. I wish that was a thing. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. I mean, that'd be much watch must watch TV. That's like what else lines up sometimes? What else lines up? It's like, nah. What's the? It's not the Super Bowl. I guess it's just like we had we had a, a couple podcasts ago, a couple weeks ago. We had like it was like NHL Stanley Cup Finals, NBA Stanley Cup or NBA Finals, and something else. Anyway, if those two things lined up, that'd be nuts. But we have to wait till tomorrow. So we'll talk to you next podcast, and uh, yeah, we'll keep it rolling. Yo, a couple a uh, couple big announcements uh, for a couple of our listeners. I uh, just want to give them a shout out. We have um, Tyler McCormick, our most recent giveaway winner, is officially in Oregon. He is, you know, taking a few more classes for his engineering, civil engineering degree that he's going towards. Um, he just received his free parking gear package that he won from the giveaway um, all the way out on the West Coast. So can't wait to see him repping that all throughout his travels out West. And then another big listener, uh, one of our global guys, Vaughn Butler, uh, is back in town tomorrow um, from six months on the other side of the planet. Um, he was actually telling me the other day that um a lot of his filipino friends from living in bali um he said that they they loved our beer review segment and that they would the there's supposedly only one beer out in phil in the philippines where he was and they they yeah like something crazy like that it's like they'll go to there's just one beer that they have and um 
he said that they would like imagine that the beer they were drinking was like any of our beers and they'd be like beer review beer review and like say all this stuff so pretty funny uh pretty awesome that you know we had listeners on the other side of the planet um and uh looking forward to having these guys back uh you know back with us soon so can't wait for that so yeah one more thing with vaughn as well um about a week ago he sent us a video he was laying in his bed and there are exactly 12 hours ahead of us um so he's laying in his bed i think it's you know midnight his time or whatever and he's like wide eyes and the caption on his snapchat says neighbors blowing the cow's head off and i'm like i'm like what i'm like so i turn my volume i replay it and i turn the volume all the way up and it's vaughn and he's just sitting there and all you hear is boom like the loudest shotgun blast in the world. Vaughn's eyes got like real wide. And I guess his neighbor just like, I guess the cow gave him some bad milk that week or something. And he just blew the cow's head off. Like, I don't know what it was, dude. It was, it was brutal, but yeah. Can't wait to have him back in the States. Sheesh. That makes me just appreciate the United States that much more. That sounds ridiculous. Yeah. It was crazy, man. It was insane. You're not used to having gunshots or gunshots outside your house. Well, not shooting cows, no. <laughs> not shock. Not basically using a rocket launcher to take a cow's head off. <laughs> when, when when Jimmy and I went to Chicago, it was somewhat of a concern. There are good parts of Chicago, and there are bad parts of Chicago. And no cows. And you you found you found the cheapest hotel, I bet, and stayed in the worst part of Chicago. <laughs> no, nah, we were at the Hilton or the Hyatt. The Hyatt. The Hyatt. We were at a nice Hyatt. Excuse little work, me. Little yeah. work little work trip for my brother um he got to bring one person along and he brought me and jimmy was looking for a vacation and he's like i mean we got the hotel room already all you'd have to pay for is airfare so jim and i flew out to chicago with my brother had an absolute blast out there um whoa no pun intended with blast had an absolute ooh. blast out there whoa. Yeah, jimmy was the stowaway slept on the end of the bed like a, like a little cat fun <laughs> fun news fact so i'm gonna butcher what building it is i'm it's not the Sears. Is it the Sears Tower in Chicago? One yeah. of the tallest buildings. It's the Sears, Sears Tower. Tower. Um, so you can take the Sears Tower elevator all the way up to the, like the top floor and stand on that like clear glass overhang. Uh-huh. Um, I got a picture with me, Jim, and my brother. Yeah, me, Jim, uh, and my brother. Uh, literally standing on that glass, and I think it was maybe like two weeks ago that the glass shattered. Get out. Not completely. It was the top protective layer that, that like, I don't care if it's the top protective layer. Oh, no, it's still scary as hell. I don't care if it's the top protective layer. Dude, that's terrifying. I'm so afraid of heights. I am so afraid of heights. And also, I'm, I guess, a little bit bigger guy. I'd be so terrified, dude, to walk out. I'd be out there for a millisecond to say I did it. Snag a quick pick, like, the quickest pick. Like, not your mom taking picks where it's like, hold on, one more. One more. Your eyes were closed. Like I don't care. I'm 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 getting on and getting off. Yeah. So I got a pretty crazy uh, Chicago story too. So my brother was actually out there for work as well. He was out there for about three months, um, and he took. I don't remember the building. Um, you know, he'll probably comment on one of the Instagrams. He's a listener, but uh, he went up. I think you know thirty floors in in some tower. Two weeks after he left, it was reported on Chicago News that that elevator that he was on plummeted like 45 floors right into the ground with people inside of it nobody nobody died but people were injured 
And, and he was like, dude, I was on that elevator like two weeks ago. Stop, dude. <laughs> yeah. Heights and elevators. Like, same thing with elevators. Like, I hold my breath. I know that, like, quote, unquote, fine. I hold my breath on elevators. 45 floors. Have you been on one in, like, New York City or Chicago, Bush? Have you been on one that, like, goes up super fast? Like, not, like, the normal, like, local, like, th- third-story building. Like, if you go on one, like, in New York City, I went to one in the financial district. We were up on the 45th floor for a meeting. You zoom up there. You absolutely fly up there. Oh, yeah. So I had, um, for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, I had an event for them. And they are obviously they're owned by Comcast and Philadelphia's two biggest towers are the co- both are Comcast towers. And we had one in the in the original Comcast tower, which is huge. We jump on, we get into the elevator, she presses forty-five. We got to the forty-fifth floor in no joke, like twenty seconds, if that. It, it might have been less than that. My ears popped on the way up because we were going so fast. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, people so do every day. God. Yeah, jeez, man, it it that is sketchy, and then it's crazy too, because when you 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 know you're in an elevator, no windows or anything, get up to that floor, you step out and look outside, and you're like, I am really far up. Like this is this is horrifying, man. You know what the worst thing about elevators is? Is that we don't care that it's beeping at us that there's too many people on. Have you ever been <laughs> in an elevator in Atlantic City and you pack the elevator? I was just at the Tropicana today doing a gig. Always bunch of people in line to even get in so they pack the elevators and you get in that elevator and you're shoulder to shoulder and i have my dj gear with me so i mean i'm kind of selfish with taking up air like room but (laughs) um if that alarm goes off when there's too many people in there nobody gets out nope nobody gets out they're like oh we'll be fine like every (laughs) single time that's a city where i would not trust an elevator no no, there's been i mean but the thing about those is there's been some times where i've been in there with like two people and like the alarm goes off and it's like giving us trouble i always revert to this comment um i don't care who's in the elevator with me if we go in there and it starts beeping noise i'm in there with like two people i look over to them and i say it must be because we got a lot of money in our pockets as if we're coming back from winning um from gambling um that might be yeah. the cheesiest cheese ball thing i've ever heard of <laughs> <laughs> yeah because we all know nate doesn't walk out with a lot of money <laughs> I like yeah. that trip at Harris. True. Suited seven seven seven, baby. Oh thousand dollar win. That's your that's your ride or die, man. That's uh, your... that'll that'll be my biggest sports bet or not not sports bet. It'll be my biggest casino winning for a while now. Came close. Dude, that, but, that um... is pretty sick that you're able to do that. Yo, so uh looking at my phone two minutes ago, get a notification from CBS Sports. Bryce Harper homered and drove in four runs as the Phillies clobber the Marlins and avoid a Miami sweep. That's one thing I wanted to talk about was the Philadelphia Phillies coming off a great series um, against the Mets and then going down and playing the worst team in the league and losing. So thank God they clobbered the the, uh, Marlins today. Yeah, we crushed the Phillies in the last pod, but came back with a big series against the Mets. Uh, Mets, obviously one of the worst teams in the league as well, but definitely much needed um sweep of the Mets blew them out of the water and then they go down to Miami blow a lead I think uh what it was a la- six, to six to one lead they blew the other night it looked like a repeat of the series we had last week against the Marlins and tonight they won uh breaking a five game skid against against the team Miami which is horrendous um so yeah I heard I saw Harper uh yeah that was his 199th career home run um mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and the next game that they have against the Braves, if on his first hit, if he hits a home run, that'll be his 200th home run, obviously, and his 1,000th career hit. So pretty cool milestone for Harper. Oh, uh, man. You think the, the pressure's field, on there? You think the pressure's on him there? No, no not at all. I thought, no. The both will come. I mean, Next game. But I've got a cool one swing. He, you know, hits two gigantic milestones. So, um, yeah, Phil's turn to the corner. Um, awesome stat recently as well. Um, at the halfway point of the season, uh, you follow that account, 2008 Phillies. It's like 2008 Phillies on Twitter. It's so awesome. Spot on. Literally Spot same on. record. So it tracks the 2008 Phillies compared to this Phillies team, and they're literally neck and neck with each other. If you were like, yeah, if you were going back to, to what the Phillies did in 08. No um, way. Yeah, right around this time last year, the Phillies had a six-game losing streak. We just had a seven-game losing streak. And then their record to the day a couple days ago was— Halfway point of the season, they were the same exact— What was it, 41 and 38 or 40—whatever whatever they— 81 games, whatever the— what, Yeah, whatever at the 81-game mark, exactly the same from 2008. So even though we bash the Phillies and even though you know we get down on them, like— they're still making really good time. They'll probably be like a 95 win team. Be all right. um, yeah, they'll be they'll be fine. Um, so yeah, pretty cool. Follow, give it a sh- uh, look up on Twitter. Uh, yeah, D- so DM that to me. I want to check that out. That sounds yeah, we'll sick. share it. We'll share it on our Twitter page for sure. That sounds awesome. You know, uh, uh, our chief financial officer Mead, he uh, he hit us up with a stat the other day, which I I thought he was crazy when he said it. But now that you tell me that that there's this account that's comparing the teams, it's it's pretty interesting. He hit us with a um, you know, the Phillies look a lot like the 08 team in the sense that they don't really have phenomenal pitching, but, you know, the team itself is pretty, pretty good. So, um, you know, when he texted that, I kind of ignored it. I was like, oh, man, like, nah, like, you're you're out of your mind. But hearing it from everybody now, I'm like, oh, man, like, that's that's pretty wild. Yeah, a lot of comparisons to the 08 Phils, um, so we'll keep an eye out for them. Another topic in Big Sports Topics of the Week um, the Yankees versus the Red Sox took it across the pond this week for the first time ever an MLB game was played in Europe. Um, they played in London, and uh, man, what a gong show it was. Uh, they played in a soccer stadium. Uh, pretty cool, the, the, the time lapse of that thing flipping the baseball. And uh, on Saturday, Saturday day, we had an epic game between the Yankees and Sox. 17-13 to 13 was the final score, and then today they just got done playing 12-8. to 8. Yesterday, I was yeah. The Saturday game, they scored twelve runs in the first inning. The over hit in the first inning. It was it was eleven and a half. They scored twelve. I didn't know Europe was two thousand feet above sea level. I didn't know London was two. I didn't know it was Colorado's Rocky Stadium. Yeah, uh, everything about that London Red Sox both games was the most rigged. Was the most yeah. BS baseball I've I, ever seen in my life. It was the most frustrating rigged thing. You look at the uh, Red Sox Yankees game compared to every other game on the slate that day when the final score was seventeen to thirteen or whatever. It was literally Red Sox Yankees seventeen to thirteen, and then the next game was like one to two, three to four, two to two. Dude, like, there was almost it, forty hits. There was almost forty combined hits in that first game. It was the most rigged thing I've ever witnessed in professional sports. And I, I mean, like, rig it in the States, please, so I can go watch more baseball. Because if you're scoring 17 to 13 runs in a game, I'm going to go and watch. But if you're going to beat a team one nothing in the States like they're doing nowadays, not fun to watch. So figure it out, MLB, because whatever you did in, in, in Europe is not translating to the States. 
Yeah, I don't totally believe. I like. I understand what you're saying with this whole collusion stuff. I don't totally believe it. I really think it makes a ton of sense that. I mean, the Yankees and the Sox are both just powerhouse teams. So for them to do something like this isn't that far fetched. But back to back nights, both in London when they're playing for the first time, trying to attract some international fans, it is kind of sketchy. Very sketchy, especially when I mean, you look at the NFL. I feel like when the NFL first started doing it, they were, you know, they're sending the Jaguars, which kind of shows that they're not trying to rig anything. But the fact that the major that Major League Baseball sent over probably, no, not probably, the yes. oldest rival, the oldest rivalry in professional sports, I would probably venture to guess, Yankees yes. Red Sox, nineteen ten or nineteen oh eight or something like that. Yeah, the fact that the MLB sent those two teams and then they went and just had thirty runs scored in one game, you kidding me? Like you can't. That's me. the thing that, that, like, I don't know, was strange to me is that they sent over these two teams, and they're, you know, it's a huge, um, they're a huge rival in their division. They're both competing for a pennant, and to send them over instead of like the NFL, who sends over like we're seeing matchups like the Jags versus the Eagles, Jags versus Eagles. Like that's Just, not a- yeah, like yeah, but like pretty, you know, the Texans versus the 49ers. like games you're really not like screaming for, and to right. send over these two these two teams, um, you know, wasting a home series for for Boston. Um, interesting, very interesting. Uh, but it was cool to watch. They packed in that stadium. I don't, I don't know the attendance numbers, but they packed it in for sure. And uh, we'll, we'll probably see the the um, Major League Baseball do a ton more international stuff in Europe here on out. One cool fact: uh, one of the players, gosh, I, I want to look up his name. He, he's the first ever uh, Major League player to play in three countries in one season. He was on the Mariners in the beginning of the season when they played in Japan. I guess with the whole like Ichiro connection, they played in Japan. Uh, they had an exhibition or a regular season game. I think they started the season there. Um, obviously played in the states and then now played in Europe. So um, pretty cool. Uh, crazy, crazy run totals. Yeah. So it was actually kind of funny looking at the attendance, uh, the people who were in the stands for that uh, MLB European game. But uh, a lot of them were wearing like soccer scarves, like like they do at like Premier League games. I saw a lot of them with like you know when the parents have like two yeah. kids on opposing split teams. Like a lot of them had split dress. I saw split Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. I saw one guy who had a hat that kind of looked like a Sherlock Holmes hat. You know, has the brim on both sides. Yeah, yep, it was yep. a Yankees Red Sox was on Twitter. Him flipping his hat back and forth. Like that's pretty. So a lot of fans out there would enjoy the game. Uh, not really like it's like the true Red Sox Yankees rivalry, uh, but. Interesting, nonetheless. The over uh, for the second game opened up at sixteen and a half, and I can't believe that hit as well. I can't believe it hit. I, I was I was so enticing to take just because of what we saw the day before, but I was like, there's no chance that over is going to hit. And sure enough, boop, they put up a twenty spot. Yeah, <laughs> unreal, man, unreal. All right, you bastards, it's time for the beer review. All right, we... you bastards. What's up, you bastards? No, no. Whisper, whisper. What's up, you bastards? Much better. Hello, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you bastards. Marty Mush. Put it. Put in the clip of Marty Mush right here. Yeah. All right, you bastards. It's time. What's up, you bastards? Whisper. It's it's time for the beer review segment. Last week we did not have a beer review segment for you, but we added SIDS. This week we have the opposite, um, and we are going to review a newer beer that just came out this week. We have a Corona Refresca, which is a you know a twist on Corona that um, you know 
I don't know. It's like very fruity. Uh, we've had them in the past, but yes, yeah, so just in time for summer. The Corona Refresca, uh, like Bush said, had a couple of these uh, already, but we'll review it here for you on air. Uh, I think it's you know it's very similar, to like Bud Light taking a twist on things. I think Coors Light came out with a, a you know a fruitier beer in the past, so Corona taking a page out of their book. And uh, this one here, it says Premium Spiked Refresher. Um, coconut lime is this flavor. They come in like a variety pack with some mango and I think one's like great passion fruit. Passion fruit. Yeah, there's a couple different flavors. Um, this one has a it's white with like a beach colored sand and blue, so it looks beautiful. Actually, it looks very. It looks like you're on vacation. Um, let's see the the ABV on these bad 4. boys. 4.5 percent, not too shabby on the refrescas, and uh, it's a malt beverage with natural flavors. So. Uh, without further ado, oh, also it's like the bullet can. It's yep. like that skinny bullet can. I think Corona's canned beers come like this too. Some uh, the light does, but the extra doesn't. I know some of them are fat, short ones, but I think the light or the Premier comes in like a bullet can. But the other one doesn't. That might be one of the only beers that has like alternating can shapes. Interesting. Interesting. Right. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't realize that. I just. I just found that out by myself. Right there live anyway without further ado corona refresca coconut lime i think all of these have lime i think it's all something lime you know uh the box i was just looking at with the only other one was passion fruit lime so yeah it's all something mango lime. lime like it's all something lime so here we go i can't wait to review this oh my oh it's so funny oh my goodness Tastes like death. Tastes Jeez. like absolute death. You guys finished uh, half of it already. I I can't I can't stand Corona in any form. It is the worst beer I've ever had in my life. It doesn't even taste like Corona. It just tastes like coconut. Sun, it tastes like sunscreen, man. Even though it is refreshing, this is basically like drinking a bottle of sunscreen to me. Like that always sunny episode where where Charlie's on the beach drinking the sunscreen. <laughs> like that's what this is. Yeah. That's what this is right here. It tastes like pure pure like three o'clock on the beach you've been roasting all day that's what this that's what this tastes like what spf this is spf like 15 this is like the heavy this is like oh, the heavy standards in the audience yeah oh dear god yeah i mean i your pacey, your pacey self wouldn't be able to take this you need 50 yeah i would need an spf 50 refresca if i'm gonna have to enjoy one of those but man i'll tell you what the the refrescas don't do it for me that malt that malt BS, don't sign me up for that. It reminds me of a Fort Loco. That's what a Fort Loco is. It's a malt beverage, dude. You can't put Fort Loco in the same category as this beer. No. This beer, the the problem with this beer, though, compared to, it's very sweet. It's very sweet compared to other, like, fruity. Like, I, I would, you can't drink a bunch of these like you could a White Claw Correct. or like you could a, uh, I don't know, any of those seltzers, the Trulies or whatnot. Um you need to have these ice cold as well. Ice I'm cold as well. Like, yeah. Lukewarm one of these, like one sip, and I'm just throwing it out. Mm-hmm. It's the, thing, the thing about Four Locos, if like you're drinking a Four Loco, you like look at that guy and you're like, oh, so it's one of those kind of nights. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It tastes like sunscreen, which I guess makes me a little weird that I don't hate drinking sunscreen. It definitely tastes like <laughs> <good place. laughs> I can't have a bunch of them. I probably can only have like two or three of them, and then I'd switch to something different. Yeah. Um, but without further ado, yeah, I let's go around the horn this, here. Let's go around I the horn. I would give this a 
5.2. We go with a 4.8. Yeah, right around that 5 mark. Yeah, I'm going I'm going with a 3.9. Way too sweet. It's Corona on the name, and that just right off the bat throws me off. 3.9. I think the, the guava or the passion fruit one, that one's pretty decent. That's instead of like the beach sand on there, it's like pink. Like the color. That one and the mango one aren't terrible. This coconut one, though, is legit like drinking, you know, sunscreen. I just I can't get past that. This is Banana Republic right here. Huh. I'm getting more of a Neutrogena. That's, um, I'm getting a Neutrogena. Coppertone Copper Sport. Yeah, Copper Town. Oh, God, definitely dude. the definitely the liquid though, not the spray stuff. This is the liquid. This is the liquid sunscreen. Yeah, it's like a it's like a milkshake. Like yeah, you just mix in a refresca. It is sick too. I mean, thick. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> it is thick. It makes me feel sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah so all right. Five point so, two, four point eight, and Bush, you had a three point. Three point nine. Three point nine. Uh, boys are not a fan of Corona Refresca. Try them out. It's worth a shot. You may be into drinking sunscreen, but if you're not, uh, <laughs> stick to a, a really good beer like Coors Light, right, guys? Yes, yeah. Sir. Yeah. yeah stick to Bud Light. Stick yeah. to Bud Light. That's the move. Or uh, Stella Cedre if you're Nader. <laughs> Stella Cedre is so good. Or a vodka soda if you're Nader. I don't drink vodka sodas. Yeah, it's not a good Come on now. I stay away from vodka. What's your ton- gin and tonic? Honey Jack and ginger ale. Oh yeah, how the hell did I forget that you were? A, you were Wherever honey- I the, go, this is the beer review segment, not the cocktail oh, segment. Liquor. Although we should, we should do a special liquor segment. That liquor segment. We'll liquor sure. segment. I'll, I'll start off that one. No, we'll make sure you record that one when you're out of town. Yeah. <laughs> Lick your way out of this segment. All right. Anyway. Uh, I mean, I guess that, that that wraps up episode fifteen. I mean, episode fifteen, these uh, one five, brother. Every week we say this, man. Uh, episode fifteen was a blast. NBA free agency heavy. Uh, next week, I'm sure um, I'll be able to get in my NHL free agency stuff. But uh, no, awesome week. Uh, ton of golf played. Uh, God, I'm trying to get away from that sport. Damn it, I gotta stop hitting cars. Yeah, if you Sorry, hit one cars, more car. Grills, houses. Dude, I got to yeah. play on courses that are, like, in the middle of nowhere. Like, Which total barren desert. Like, I need to, yeah. All the courses that, like, you know golf courses that are, like, on old dumps? They're on old, like, landfills? Those are the courses I need to play at. Or, like, in the middle of the desert or on a deserted island. If there's a Frog car, rock. Fr- frog rock, perfect. Even then, I'd probably find Trump my way National, to find it. Yeah. We still got to do that. So, yeah, we ran at Trump National. Hopefully, there's no houses there, dude, because those houses near Trump National are probably really, really nice. It wouldn't be like I'm like hitting a 96 Camry. I'm hitting like a 2020 Rolls Royce. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely leaving the driver in the bag for that round. You're in a 2020 food truck if you, if you play one of those courses, bro. <laughs> All right, that wraps up episode 15. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Um, check us out on social. Uh, oh, we still have the uh, the free parking gear in the Squad Locker store, so check that out as well. And uh, we'll hit you guys up next week. Bush, peace out. Later. Cue the music. Is that what you're playing? Yeah, play that what's, song. Bush, what's, what's the song? Is, what is it? Something Everybody Wants to Rule the World or something? Everybody wants to yes. rule the world. Dude, that's two episodes in a row I'm singing. I gotta get away from that. Jeez. <laughs>